Wake up, buyer payer people. It's a beautiful day. Go grab yourself another cup of joe and say hello to Jim and Michelle Rhodes on the Buy Here, Pay Here morning show. Take it away, you two. Good morning, everybody. Hey, happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. White Hat Wednesday. This is our year anniversary for white hat wednesday yeah we think so should uh-huh. have been june 1st I well think i mean we had it we celebrated first our first year um a couple of weeks ago yeah for our first uh um first broadcast we right. and again i mean i'm i i'm proud of us yeah that we have not missed a monday wednesday or friday since mm-hmm. we started sure. so i'm like that's i'm proud of us yeah yay just showing up. It's kind of fun. It's just, uh, you it know, is. we're just talking about the stuff we always talk about, right? Yep. So exactly. The only difference is we turn on the microphones. Exactly. So, glad you folks are here. Yeah. Uh, please let us know where you're tuning in from this morning. We always like to know where folks are. Uh, and and uh, listen, uh, we uh, if George Spad is listening, we don't need a weather update from Florida. We know what the weather's <laughs> like in Florida. So uh, it's actually though we were we were commenting this morning. Um, about how in Utah it's dry, so there's you know not a lot of humid, but it's just so nice in the morning, yeah, so nice right it's now. It's cool, and you got the, mm-hmm. the you got some moisture in the air, mm-hmm. but it's just nice and cool yeah. and uh, drier. So yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah, We've definitely been enjoying uh, coffee out uh, on, the on the patio and all that good stuff. Yep, we um uh uh Bill Elizondo's in town, yeah. so he's coming over for dinner tomorrow night to uh, enjoy the patio. Yeah, too. so looking forward hope to that. Hope the weather holds um, for that. Yeah. Hope the weather holds for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, what announcements we have? Uh, and obviously, NIEDA is coming. Yeah, out. June. So that one kicks off in just a few weeks. We're about three mm-hmm. weeks away, I think. And um, and the, of course, we got Mark Burkholder and Hugo Sanchez joining me mm-hmm. on the morning of the twenty second. We'll be broadcasting that live mm-hmm. for those of you that are. At the conference in uh, Vegas, and who aren't sleeping in, we'd love to have you come <laughs> join the uh, that session. It's the first yeah. session on Thursday. Yeah, absolutely. And then um, uh, we else? got our August first live stream. That's August first uh, live stream, yeah, and um, yeah, that we will be uh, getting some marketing pieces out in the next week or so. We are digging into we the are numbers. Digging into the numbers, and this is this is going to be. It's on deal structure, mm-hmm. and um, we're bringing. Um, some large amounts of numbers with this, and yeah, it's going to be very transparent. Yeah. So you're going to mm-hmm. see numbers like you've not seen. We're going to share all the stuff and, yeah. and uh, get down to uh, helping dealers mm-hmm. make better decisions. I just think it's really important. It's well, always important, yeah. and now especially, it's just a tough time and cost of cars high. So mm-hmm. we got to make the best possible decisions we can on deal structure. Yeah, I think it'll be really powerful because it's it's going to be across um, a lot of different segments within the industry, mm-hmm. and you know we're going to be looking at what are what are the the things that are working. What what's really working well in the in in across the nation? Yeah, so. and then at the end, let's uh, take a minute before we close up today. We'll talk about our event in September yeah. as well. So, got yeah. a big thing to talk to you about in yeah, for our exactly. September. Um, Are we conference. ready to bring in? I'm sorry. Are we ready to bring in Tommy? Oh, He's yeah. just in so fact, patiently just waiting. <laughs> I think before Tommy, we we may run a little long today because I got a lot of stuff I want to talk to Tommy uh, yeah. about. So uh, yeah. So hopefully he may have to go be a car dealer, but uh, but yeah, bring him in. Let's all talk, right. Let's hey. There we go. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Hey. How are you? I'm doing great. Doing great. Yep. How's business? Um, another dry, sunny day, and business is horrible. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, leads are up, but uh, sales uh, just can't convert anything. It's a strange time in the buy here, pay here world, I think. Uh, Have you thought about giving them away? So, <laughs> well, I could give all the cars away I want. That's right. the issue. Yeah, right. it's, just, yeah. Yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's amazing, but that's a, that's a whole topic for another day. Underwriting, underwriting in, in today's, in, in this month is pretty easy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I, uh, so among the things we want to talk about, and certainly I think it's been fun to talk to you around this uh, subject of underwriting and collections and kind of, you know, there's so much today, Tommy, that I want to talk about. And I would just say maybe it helps to kind of frame it this way. I, I think it would be helpful. I, I, I think I wish I could send all of our clients up to spend two days with you and sit in the corner and just kind of watch how things happen. And Michelle knows I talk about that mm -hmm. often when we're working with mm -hmm. dealers who are brand new to the business. I said, you know, if you could go sit at a dealership, especially the right dealership mm -hmm. for, you know, a couple of hours on a Friday afternoon and just sit near the payment counter, sit where you can hear the phone calls, listen to the conversations. I think if you want to get a feel for what it's like to be in the buy here, pay your business, you just kind of want to hang around and, and get a sense of the environment, the, the dialogue, right? So I think with you, you're somebody who, by the way, 31 years in business tomorrow. Congratulations. Yeah. And so I think when we think about that, one of the things with longevity with you, we know, obviously you're a personable guy, but one of the things I hope to build help any of our listeners today think about is what, what makes that difference? Like between your operation and some of the others that, you know, that we see where it's kind of confrontational. I just want to kind of understand from a customer relations standpoint, try to take people inside. What is it like to hang around at your dealership for a few hours on a Friday afternoon? Wow. Um, it's quieter than it used to be, but you can go to the back in the, the back in the day stuff. And we were talking about, cause I have some old customers that have been coming in mm -hmm. and uh, it was interesting. Uh, I think it was last Friday, maybe two Fridays ago. Um, we actually had two customers in the store at the same time. Wow. Yeah. So it was like, Whoa. And, and, uh, and Alicia was kind of like freaking out, like what's, what's going on? What's going on? <laughs> All yeah. these people coming to make payments. I'm like, you know, when, when we were there, we called it the pit. And if you sat down at three o'clock on a Friday, because most customers, there was no credit cards back then. And, and most people were still on weekly, mm -hmm. you know, paydays. So if you sat down at three o'clock on a Friday, you have better gone to the bathroom and, and brought some water with you because you were there for three hours. Mm -hmm. And the line was out the door. And it, it was great because you could talk to people. And, mm -hmm. you know, while they're standing in line and, you know, you got the popcorn going and sure. we would do pizza, whatever. So it's, it's a little, it's a little different today because there's more phone calls and people calling in and auto payments and all that. Mm -hmm. um, but we try to, you know, slow it down and, and still try to have fun when people come in and just talk about what's going on, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know traffic is not what it was. Obviously ACH and credit cards and all those kind of things are, are changing, but I think the whole attitude of your team toward your customers has got to still be the same regardless of how and when you communicate with them. So I think that's the part I was just kind of trying to help folks recognize about, you know, when Michelle and I, because we've been to your place, we've been to, you know, uh, dealerships that have a similar outlook on customer relations. And I think I just, for those who haven't experienced it, I'm just trying to help them understand kind of what really the difference is. So it might be helpful. Like, let's talk about if, if kind of a little role play, like if, if I'm, um, calling into your dealership and you happen to pick up the phone, obviously you hope your people are having a similar 
(laughs) to the dealership like what's the what's the tone of the phone calls typically it was it's definitely a smile i mean people can hear smiles and people can hear greetings i think what we have to go what we have to realize in this business is it's not car sales you're creating a relationship i think i'm getting that point across i think so (laughs) you have to realize that we we are we are selling a car today, but we are married to this customer for lack of a better term for the next three plus years for almost everybody out there today. Um, So it has to, you, you have to start off on the right foot. You have to slow things down. You have to stop thinking about, let's get the car sale out. You know, I I look at, and, and some, some big dealerships that do, you know, 200, 300 a month off of, off of a single point location. Well, we can't do that. We sell too many cars. Well, you can, because your, your sales guys sell 15. Let's say you're the greatest sales guy on the planet sells 20 a month. Well, we're open 26 days a month, mm-hmm. and that guy's working 20 days a month, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But he, it, if you break it down, he's really selling one car a day. Right. So his job is to sell one car and slow that process down and create the relationship. And, you know, if you want to come in and knock it out and say, yep, got him out in 45 minutes, that's all well and good, but what are you going to do the rest of the day when you could have spent that mm-hmm. two, three hours with that customer? And some are, you know, you got to feel it out. I'm not, you know, not everybody hangs out for two or three hours, but you got to slow it down enough to where the people, you know, want to want create, create the relationship. I keep going back to that, but that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, you yeah. know, so they know who you are when they call in their payment. Cause sometimes we don't see them again until there's a problem. Yeah. So I think going back to the phone call, is it fair to say that when you answer a phone call that you're not necessarily expecting to sell somebody, but you expect to find a solution? If somebody's needing help with a car or needing help with financing, you you answer that phone call with the expectation of being able to help. Yeah, you're always you're always listening on the phone call. Yeah. You don't answer a phone call and have your script ready to go. You know, you're always listening when that call comes in, whatever it could be. Yeah. And then you then you react with with how it is. And usually, you know, if it's a if it's a repair, you know, oh, man, that's horrible. You know, we can, you yeah. know, let's let's do what we can do. Let's start. Let's start from square one. Where's car? Blah, 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 blah. You know, or somebody wants a car. Hey, great. That's fantastic. And, and let's kind of get the ball rolling there with automation. And we use Autoraptor and stuff like that. I've seen a lot of the conversation begins with a text now. Oh, yeah. You know, people don't want to. People don't want that phone call right away, you know, as soon as it comes over. So kind of text and kind of warm everybody up a little bit and then say, hey, fine chatting. And then they pick up the phone call. People are, yeah. I, I think they're afraid of actual conversation <laughs> until, they, <laughs> until, until, they, until they feel relaxed enough to do it. Yeah. So that that's, I guess, that's the, the tone of our phone calls is a relaxed atmosphere, mm-hmm. you know, so they, so they immediately come at ease. And that, that says an awful lot, you know, when you're saying that they will typically first contact is via text. That is essential to stay on top of whatever communication is coming in. It's easy to hear a phone ring, um, but like really be paying attention to when someone someone texts or, or whatever, because you can hear the phone ring when, you know, you're out on the lot and you can run in and grab it, all of that. But, um, you know, I see a lot of dealers that struggle with the responding to any kind of communication that comes in within within moments i mean it's just it's pretty quick and that's that's the biggest thing that that i think we've changed i i decided i made the decision for those who don't know to go back in my dealership full-time 
January 1st, uh, more, more so to uh, figure out what was going on, why sales weren't what they should have been and kind of break it, bring it back to the basics, mm -hmm. you know, and then, and then uh, mentor and train Gunner, uh, who's the future or is GM and, you know, will run the place. Mm -hmm. And I took over the BDC responsibilities. Mm -hmm. um, and that was the one thing that I think Terry McCauley said it on your, um, the, the one session you guys had on, on marketing and BDC answer at any time. You know, these people are, are I get more leads at one 30 in the morning, you know, that mm -hmm. I respond to when I wake up at eight or whatever, if somebody pops up at, at nine 30, it pops right up on my phone or I'm sitting in front of the computer and I just respond back and say, Hey Jim, this is Tommy. Just want to say, hi, how you doing? And it's like, Whoa, you yeah. know, mm -hmm. and then they get right back to you. The conversation is True. there. So yeah, it's an immediate response. I, when I shop other people, the, the, the auto Raptor, the, 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 the auto responses and the, and the AI chats and all that stuff drive me nuts. <laughs> you know, I understand they're necessary um, for certain applications, but they drive me nuts. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, you said you just, you stepped back in to kind of get a, uh, get your finger back on the pulse and, and see what you can do to improve. If you were to step back out, what would you change? St um, no, nothing. Uh, what, what I what I stepped back into was I found that we had, well, I, I would change. I think Gunner has learned a lot more mm -hmm. um, on how to create, how to keep the energy up in the dealership and talk a little bit. And really, when I would go to hire the next salesperson, um, it would really have to be a, an outgoing uh, person. You know, mm -hmm. I had people in, but if you're looking for a, a sit, people try to put pay plans together for sales guys and buy here, pay here are looking for the wrong person. You need somebody that can just shoot the breeze like we're doing. You can teach this, you know, if I can learn this and do it for 31 years, I think pretty much anybody can. <laughs> so. So, listeners, the kind of the audio keeps dropping out. I think that's our auto muting feature. When Tommy's using foul language, it automatically <laughs> used that. I haven't even used any yet. Morning so, no, we're having, I got my don't be Amanda little side over there. We're having a little bit of a streaming kind of delay there, so it's all good. Oh, yeah, so I think we can read between uh, the lines enough. So, but, but yeah, that's good stuff. I think let's go back to the phone calls one last time. I like, um, are you doing much qualifying on the phone? How does that no. okay? Yeah, well, our, our qualifying comes down to do you have a valid PA driver's license? Do you have proof of income? And do you live within an hour of the dealership? So uh, you're, you're, you're already pre-approved for those, you know. So you probably almost don't have to ask because most people are going to meet that. Right. Right. So it's like, you don't have to spend a Correct. lot of time. on it. So it lets you get right into just kind of talking mm -hmm. to them, getting to know their situation, their needs. Yep. So that's good. I think that's part of what we think is different. One of the things, Tommy, that I was just sharing with Michelle this morning is that, you know, we talk to a lot of dealers in lots of pockets of the country. And, and often when we go out and do on-site visits in particular, we'll, we'll hear people say, you know, Jim, I think what you might not understand is our customers around here are just different. And I, you know, we've been doing this long enough to say, you know what, they're your not, customers are not different. They're not. They're, they're the same. And so I think just as a fun way to think about it this morning, I was thinking, you know, if you took Tommy Brandis and dropped him in a dealership in Houston, Texas, he would have similar results there, California. Just, you know, the point is that the mm -hmm. customers that are in the segment that we serve have similar struggles, have similar, you know, circumstances to folks anywhere, their, their dialect, their accent might be a little different, you know, mm -hmm. but other than that, uh, you know, it's just not any different. So I, I think when we work with dealers, we ask them to kind of 
let's let's dismiss that. Let's not spend any time there thinking that our customers are right. different or our customers are more of a problem. In reality, you know, they're the same. We just need to figure out how to adjust some of these things. So that's why I want to dig in this morning and talk about, I kind of want to move on to the customer or the subject of trust. And I didn't really prepare you for this, but I would just say that one of the things I'm, I'm aware of is, you know, I feel like your customers trust you. And I'm interested to know what you can share about how you've created that trust. Uh, I think we try to be genuine. Um, you know, usually it's what you see is what you get with me. And uh, and you know how I feel about you pretty quick. Yeah. Um, but uh, no, I just think we just kind of break it down and get on their level uh, and, and just, um, you know, just show them that we're here to help. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, and yeah, the cars cost more and this and that, but this is why, you know, um, guy we sold yesterday, uh, bought a car from a, um, not a competitor, but sold a different type of car. Sold a lower ACV car, a couple of different, and I understand, I understand it completely that he came in and, you know, our prices are higher, but they get this and this and this and this, and that's why they're higher. Mm -hmm. And they're like, wow, you know, where we pull out the Carfax or we pull out the, you know, the inspection form and, and, um, and they're like, yeah, I would, I guess, I guess, I guess Gunnar and I talk about it more and, and the more honest you can be, the easier this is. Cause it's just wide open. You know, well, I want a reliable car. I want you to have a reliable car too, but guess what? In the next three years, that car's going to break. Yeah. I'm just going to tell you, it's going to break, mm -hmm. you know? And yeah, you are paying. Well, your prices are high. I said, yeah. So, but so is everybody else on down the strip. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. You know, so let's get through to what we really need. What we really need is I need a car and I have bad credit. Can you help me? Yeah, sure. Let's go. And then it's, then it's right. game one. They're like, wow. Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah well, it sounds like your transparency, honesty, transparency, and that you, yeah. And that you just, you listen too. And, and, you know, uh, uh, I think that that, that is a skill that, some people have and other people have to learn, but listening, I think is for me has been one of the best trust setters is just people just want to be heard. Yes. They want, they want you to acknowledge this is my situation. This is this, 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 and this. And instead of like push, push the cell, push the cell, push the cell, or, um, you know, they'll come in with a problem and it's like, can't help you. Or, I mean, it's just, it's an automatic listening to respond, but not listening to understand. Right. Yeah. And that's what I've always said. I, I listen, you know, and I've never, I've honestly never sold a car. I never sold a set of ski, any other any other jobs that I've had in sales. I've never really sold it. I just listened to what the customer wanted and then provided it. Yeah. So that's called sales. Maybe it is, but I never really sold. Yeah. You know? There was, um, there's something that, you know, we've, uh, I think that you've been on the show and we've talked about it. I know that we have talked about it personally and, you know, we, you mentioned that you're basically approved if you've got a license, a job and what was the other thing? Proof of income. Proof of income. Yeah, proof of income and live within an hour. Within an hour. So one of the things that you've said too, is that, um, that there's a differentiator of spinning up or spinning down. Can you talk to us a little bit about what that means? Well, I, I guess what it comes down when I look at people, you know, we talk about underwriting, underwriting, and what's underwriting criteria. Well, they gotta they gotta be six months on the job, six months at a residence, make eighteen hundred, whatever the numbers are, whatever. Mm -hmm. And I kind of look at that and go, you know, sometimes. So what if somebody walks in 
and they sit down with a salesman and they're four months on the job, three months at the residence and make 1700. You just broom them. Well, there's sales guys out there that will broom them. Mm-hmm. Um, what I, what I'm talking about is bring them in and listen to why they've only been there for four months or why they've only been there for three months. So what's spiraling up would be, you know, yeah, I was, a, I was a fry guy at, at McDonald's, uh, but I just took a job two days ago at Burger King and now I'm a crew leader. So, okay, well that's spiraling up, you know, mm-hmm. uh, or, or I just moved from a, from, I had a studio apartment at, at a hotel and I just moved into my own two bedroom apartment with a friend of mine. Well, that's spiraling up. Mm-hmm. So that's a two day job and a two day residence. Mm-hmm. That I'm selling because that, that person is, is, so that that's, I guess what I caution everybody when they just set those parameters in stone, yeah, you know, and look and say, well, if they only been there two days and two days, it's not a good deal. Yeah. Good. Um, Give I, me an example I, of. I think everybody's got to take a little time. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Give me an example of spiraling down. Well, spiraling down is I just broke up with my um, girlfriend and we're moving out of the apartment and I'm moving in with a friend, you know, not back with parents or something like that. Or I just lost my job and, and uh, uh, because I, you know, I got fired. You know, a lot of them, if I got fired, it's like, okay, why'd you get fired? You know, in today's world, mm-hmm. it's pretty tough to get fired, you know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so so things like that, when you hear them, you know, and they use kind of key phrases like that, that will be, you know, spiraling down a little bit. Yeah. And they might have plenty of money. You know, we just had customers come in today that were obviously enjoying a little bit of um, herb before they walked in. And we could tell pretty quick. And the conversation went, we, we I think uh, my Jim Ramsey said it, he, he has it and I, I had it up on a screen. Nobody leaves a lot until we want them to. Mm. And this was one of those that let's see how fast we can get them to go someplace else to look for a car, mm. you know. And she sent a message in this morning on Autoraptor at 7.30, and I answered her at 8 o'clock. We sent an appointment for 9, and by 9.10, they were already off the lot. So you can see a spiraling down or a spiraling up, you know. And that's kind of. So I think um, what kind of started that conversation a week or so ago, we had a little thread on on uh, this in the success group, I think. And we were talking about this thing about underwriting how collections, good collections, can overcome maybe questionable underwriting or deals that somebody else might not do, you know, and that you chose to bring in. And I certainly get the premise. I think you're not necessarily saying that we shouldn't have underwriting. We just should, in addition to the underwriting, we should understand. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because you could have the best underwriting in the world. And if your collector just slams people, then they're not going to pay you. You you don't want to get into a, in a, into a war of words, you know, uh, with, with our customers, you're going to lose every time. Yeah. Um, and the key is, the key is, is, is they're, they're survivors. Mm-hmm. And every Friday they sit down with their pot of money and their stack of bills and decide what we got to, you know, okay, phone, beer, cigarettes, right. you know what uh-huh. left. Wow. Tommy's really cool to me all the time. And, and, you know, he's a whole lot nicer than the people at the electric company. Sure. Let's make sure we pay Tommy. Plus we need the car, you know, so, so it's, it's who it's that relationship that they know that if they don't pay us, I know it sounds a little crazy, but they, they, you know, they will disappoint us by not making their payment on time. 
Mm-hmm. No different than your than your kids. It's it's we're sometimes I say I'm the world's highest paid babysitter, you know, because I you're you're just taking care of these people from week to week, and and if you could get them to where they feel like they're disappointing you if they're not contacting you um, for help or paying you, then you kind of you know that's that's what you're looking for. And that kind of ties back to my thing about trust. When you say that they're disappointing you, what that tells me is that you've you've created the 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 nature of the relationship with them has been such that you have established trust by doing everything that was said in the documents and probably occasionally more than that and so that's part of where they can begin to trust you is because when i think about just the car sales environment people are promised a lot maybe or certain you know says certain things in the documents at the time of delivery and then you know, dealer or manager may not follow through on those things. But I, what I hear in your situation is you do everything that you promise to do and, and you occasionally do more. And so I think that's how you establish that, that level of trust and commitment that you get from your customers is they, they can see that you're somebody they, they, and you know, we've talked about it plenty, Tommy, like you've, you've got customers, families that have been with you for decades. Yeah. Right? So, yeah. so that doesn't happen if they don't have a high level of trust in you as a person, the person behind the documents. Right. Right. That's yeah, exactly. And then, and that's, you know, when, when you're a small, in a, in a relatively small community and you've been doing it as long as I have, you you have to, you know, you you really don't have any other choice if you want to stay in business is to do it, is to do it trustworthy and transparent you know, and, and just, and help, help where you can. And there's some, you know, there's some people, like I've said it, and I watch people, you know, the, the easy answer is, yeah, motor blue six months into the, to the deal and they're out of warranty. We'll just fix it. Well, no, don't not necessarily just fix it because you got to look at everything else that's going on with that customer. Yeah. You know, usually you're going to be the bad guy at some point in the loan until it pays off. So sometimes it's better to be the, the, the bad guy before you put a $4,000 motor in a car and then something happens two weeks later, then, you know, you can be the bad guy and have four grand in your pocket, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, or, or so, so there's different situations. And sometimes when you're brutally honest like that with the customers, look, I can't help you. You destroyed the car. You drove it 20,000 miles. It needs tires. It needs brakes, everything. You know, the motor is the, the least of your worries. So mm-hmm. I'm not going to help you. Yeah. And, whatever but a lot of times it just yep i understand and kind of go on it's hard to like you said you kind of got to be here it's hard to explain it because it just flows so naturally for me you Mm -hmm. know um and and for people around me um that it's 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 different and i'm not saying it can't be done i'm not saying what i do can't be done anywhere else because it can be it's just a matter of realizing that this is the the discussion we're having now is the beginning of a three and a half to four year relationship. Right. And that's, and th- that's what you got to think. And how do you, is this somebody you want to kind of hang out with, you know, on, on for the next three and a half to four years and have conversations and help and all that. Yeah. So it's a little, it's a little different than sell the car, get them down the road, take a picture, go down the road. You know? yeah. yeah. I think you, you said that thing about, you know, you don't feel like you have a choice about the honesty, transparency thing. We see other dealers making a different choice, maybe not our clients or people that we're working with, but we see dealers that don't draw that same conclusion and they don't make that choice. A lot of them suffer for it in terms of their number of repos and charge-offs or whatever. So, so I think that's why this is important. You know, Michelle and I are finding it um, important 
to add these kind of conversations to all those conversations about ACV and markup and term of loan and all the stuff mm-hmm. that is the mechanics of a buy here, pay here operation. We just know it's important to just in- math. <laughs> yeah. Math. <laughs> yeah. And you know, you mentioned three or four years we've been um, really pushing. It's how about we aim for 10 and that means you're going to have multiple cars. Sure. So let's aim for 10. And, mm-hmm. you know, and, and if you can, if you can get them to, like you enough that they want to purchase the next car from you again, that is like an, a super win. That's, that's the right. best kind of win. Yeah. Not just paying it off, but it's like, Oh, let's get you into another car. Okay. What can right. we do for you? Right. Right. Yeah. And it kind of, you know, it creates that sort of situation where it's easy for you to show up with that customer when they step into a relationship with you. And now six months into it, there's a problem. And when you show up as the dealer or gunner as your manager shows up and says, look, I'm prepared to do my part. Are you prepared to do your part? You know, you just show up. You're very consistent. You show up. I'm prepared to do my part. I'm prepared to do my part. And obviously the customer can have some role in that. But it's just like that's the part that I think really creates that trust is that you just you're, you're just consistent. You're reliable. You show up. You do what you say you're going to do. And you mm-hmm. you you help where you say you're going to help. And And that's kind of the difference, I think, in customers being you know, connected to you. That's the thing that we kind of try to help dealers understand is right. how to create that level of connection with a customer. And especially it's more difficult now with ACH being what it is and mm-hmm. text message is not the same, you know? And so there's just, there's, there's things that we're having to, to manage, but we know the relationship is still going to be important. If it's just, if it's just about a car and the dollars, and that's it. And the documents, mm-hmm. then it's going to be hard to make it to the end of the loan. Yeah. Yeah. That's then, then you're in a different buy here, pay here model. Yeah. And then I want to be in, and that's fine too. You know, that's why there's companies out there that, that handle collections for people. I get it. That's cool. Yeah. You know, I said, I'm what I, what I do is not a one, you know, my way or the highway. I understand, you know, all the different ways to do it. And, and I love them all. You know, I'm, I'm just a fan of this whole game. Well, it works for you. Yeah. yeah. But this, this is what works for me and this makes me feel good. And, and, um, and, you know, I know I'm doing my best I can do to take care of a customer with a, mm-hmm. you know, that I'm selling a, a car that, you know, a 12 year old hundred thousand mile car that's going that they're not going to take care of. It's going to break. We got to figure it out. So, mm-hmm. you know, this is the way I figured out how to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And I know you said you also like that you just can walk in the grocery store without fear of being punched. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it, it is, it is, uh, it is a little bit of a peace, peace of mind there. Yeah. yeah. One of the things we talk about and, and we can start to wrap up here, but I, one of the things we talk about Tom is we, we try to help dealers and ask them to think about, you know, what does it look like for you to feel like you can say that you're an asset to your community, you know? Because when you think about how does that, how does that look? Like, what's it even, so, you know, we, we think of you as an asset to your community up there. I think people that do business with you, the tire shop, all the people that have known you over the decades, like your business and you are an asset to your community. So, so maybe we can wrap up by just talking about that. Like, wh- what do you think, how do you think you're perceived in your community? I, I, I think it's pretty well. I, I haven't had any, any issues being, being in my, it was a little different when I was in Allentown. You know, but I, oh, and Telford was where we opened, you know, which is about five, six miles south of Quakertown. But Quakertown is my home. Mm-hmm. You know, this is where I've grown up, where I went to school, where I played baseball, where I sponsored the baseball teams or the football teams. Um, and uh, and 
you know, we, we try to do our best to help where we can. Uh, and, um, yeah, there's never any, you know, you have the, the, um, the neighborhood pages, mm-hmm. you know, on, you know, like town neighborhood page on Facebook and people, ask, where can I get a car? And you always go, <gasps> You know, or where can I get my car fixed or something like that? And you, there's, you, you know, there's good time. Da, 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 and, and there's, there might be somebody on there that jumps on and says, oh, I went there and the cars are junk, blah, blah, blah. And then three people underneath go, wait a second. I bought three cars from, like you get defended on Facebook, which is really cool. Yeah. So I guess that, I guess that, that makes me feel like I know I'm doing the right thing, you know, in town and, and right. keeping it and keeping the place clean and keeping it looking you know, having a little pride, your, 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 um, you know, your, your marketing, uh, your store, making it look like you want to be there. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of car dealers up and down our strip that don't look like they want to be there. Right. Yeah. And that's, that's part of being part of the community too, to make the, to take pride in your, your location, you know, mm-hmm. and your, and your town. So it also uh, helps with your team, you know, they, people yes. like working a place that, that looks sharp. It looks sharp. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we're going we're going out today. We didn't we didn't get any snow this year, so we didn't do any shoveling, but we also haven't gotten any rain. So I mean we basically got a shovel ponging off these cars. So wow. and I are head, after this, Gunner and I are heading out to uh, you know, pressure wash a bunch of cars. So it looks like, you know, we can leave them out there. You know, customers don't care. Don't make pollen don't make the car run any worse. Yeah. You know. <laughs> so yeah. but yeah. uh but we're just gonna take that little time. To, to clean a lot and uh, yeah. and make everything look right, you know. So yeah, I think what it'll be fun. Why don't you tell Gunner? We'll have him on one day, and he can tell the Tommy story from his perspective. How's that? <laughs> <laughs> Wait till after the wedding in October, and then he's a little safer. I don't know if I told you, but we have a wedding too in October. So yeah. it's a oh, no, that's awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not us. Not we, we got no. there. <laughs> <laughs> um, so moral of the story. Listen. Listen. That's the moral of the story. Yeah. Listen. Um, and be honest and transparent. And um, take time to hear the story behind hear. the credit score and the uh-huh. credit circumstances. Spiraling and... up, spiraling down. Yeah. You yeah, know it's pretty, it's simple and it's, and it's hard, it's hard as owners who, and, and I was away for the business for a long time. Um, and obviously it doesn't, you know, I, I guess as owners, you can say, well, I can't make sure my employees are doing that all the time, but you got to make sure you're hiring the right culture. You know, I say hire, hire the attitude, hire the culture, train the job. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but yeah, but you, you have, that, that's kind of the moral to the story is to make sure you got the right people in place if you're not going to be there. It's a little different for me now in the past six months because I've been here again. Uh, but I had to get back in and find out if what I said and what Rick taught us 30 years ago still worked. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It still works. Even in today's world, yeah. it still works. Yeah. It's like the thing I say about the fundamentals. You know, it's like blocking and tackling. I bet the teams that were in the Super Bowl last year, they weren't bad tackling, you know, they're, they're, they're right. they still do the fundamentals well. Right. Mm-hmm. So you got to add those other things on top of the fundamentals, but the fundamentals mm-hmm. are still the thing every day. The, so we got to stay with that, but we should let you jump. We appreciate you making time to talk again. Hey, it was great. Anytime. I love it. We I wish you it. tons of success. And uh, do you want to stick around for just a sec so we can say a proper goodbye? Yeah, sure. We'll see. Hopefully I see everybody at national who's yeah. uh, listening in right now. Yeah. Come to national. It's going to be a great oh, yeah, sure Absolutely. Is, yeah. All right. We'll see you in just a second. Thanks again, Tom. Thanks.
All right. Well, good stuff as yeah, always. Good stuff. I mean, yeah. some really actionable type things too. That uh, you know, it's it's about listening. It's yeah, about those. It's things. so hard to articulate, but I, I hope we did some good. Tommy yeah. just recorded a training video for his people. I mean, that's everything we yeah, talked about here. Exactly. Stuff that can be helpful exactly. to them. So, all right. Other. Have a great Wednesday, guys. Yeah, we will see, see you on Friday. Thanks. <laughs>